Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 53 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. My name is Eric, and today we are covering the issue highways for week 33, released on August 16th, 2021. This week's issue is curated by the founder of Our Weekly, Wolfram Chin, with help from the Our Weekly team members and contributors. So I will fully admit that sometimes when I look at a long R script that either I myself wrote many months ago or I get one from an extended colleague, sometimes I wish I could navigate through it as if I was in the script itself, being able to kind of visualize the path from start to finish. In fact, it reminds me of one of my favorite movies of all time called Tron, where the programmer could actually go into the computer to navigate his way around it. Well, I have no illusions of that happening anytime soon with our code, but I'm happy to say that there is a great new package out there that lets you visualize the connections inside an R function or general R code and can be very helpful for navigating through what can be a very bewildering set of code. Antoine Fabry, data scientist, has authored the Flow package, which just had its initial CRAN release, and that is the subject of our first highlight today. So getting started with Flow is quite easy, as it, as it has two built-in functions that will help probably the majority of use cases. The first is Flow View, which will quickly draw a flow chart of a function, separate R script, or even a quoted expression. And then taking it a step further, there is also the flow run function, which actually executes the supplied code and appends each portion of the code block that's visualized with the number of times it was entered during the code execution. And that works even if the function failed for any reason. The visuals themselves are powered by two great packages dedicated to making Unified Modeling Language, or UML, model flowcharts, the NomNomL and the PlatinumL packages. Flow also comes out of the box with RStudio add-ins to let you highlight the desired function or other R code to quickly execute the aforementioned flow view or flow run functions. And if that wasn't enough, Antoine also includes functions to enhance your debugging workflow with the flow debug and flow debug once functions, which build on top of the typical debug and debug once functions that are found in a base R installation. And there are also additional parameters and functions you can use to tweak how the flow charts are visualized and be able to export them into high quality images so you could put them in, for example, AR Markdown Report. And speaking of a Markdown Report, there is an, another great function that lets you output a report of a built-in test via a package to quickly visualize what tests are failing and what tests are succeeding with their complete flow of code execution. Antoine has also previously authored the very powerful Boomer package, another great asset for your debugging adventures, and that's also worth a look if you're already invested into Flow. I'm certainly going to be exploring Flow for my work and personal projects. As I admit, sometimes debugging can be a quite an adventure, sometimes for the wrong reasons, 
And with my mind certainly having a hint of visual appeal, I definitely like having the idea of having a general diagram to navigate myself through some pretty complicated code. And now for our last highlight of today, which unfortunately hits a little close to home, especially what my family just went through. So the world is still in the firm grasp of the COVID-19 pandemic, and we are seeing a surge in cases around many parts of the world, including where I met in the United States. In earlier episodes of the Highlights podcast, I mentioned that the relative availability of COVID-related metrics and data is enabling anyone online to produce their own summaries and visualizations. A natural question in light of recent events is what is the driving force behind these recent surges? And one conjecture in many circles online is that the surge is being powered by breakthrough cases or those that have received full COVID-19 vaccination but still become infected with COVID-19. After spotting a recent post that visualized the breakdown of recent reported COVID cases, Bob Rudis, chief security scientist and world-renowned cyber pathologist, utilized his supreme data scraping and visualization skills to produce a new visualization using the same data as the aforementioned post, and that is the subject of our last highlight for today. The specific visualization I'm referring to is called a donut chart, which takes the often maligned pie chart and simply removes a large portion of the center area, allowing for the use of that white space for annotations or other visual cues. While I am not going to read the code verbatim here, in Bob's post, there are a lot of cool nuggets embedded in the code script that I want to bring attention to. The previous chart that he used for inspiration had a dedicated URL to browse to it directly. And on the surface, it looks completely static. But under the hood, the graph was generated by JavaScript, which means we can't simply use existing scraping packages like Arvest without a little help to get that data. And that's where the V8 package, authored by your own ooms, can help as V8 is a wrapper around Google's JavaScript and WebAssembly engine of the same name. Bob proceeds to clean up the initial scraped HTML code to isolate the JavaScript bits, and then runs that code via the V8 engine to parse out the tab-delimited data set behind the chart. With that done, the data munging piece is straightforward thanks to the powerful TidyR package to do some simple reshaping. And then the plotting code itself is quite elegant with ggplot2, as Bob enhances the visual presentation with his herbrag package, I'm sure I'm not saying that right, <laughs> and the ggtext package to give some extra theming and font styles. The result clearly indicates that according to the reported case numbers among 24 states that are in this chart, that the vast majority of cases are coming from those that are not fully vaccinated. I stress that this is according to the data set from the particular post, and we will not get into the vast discourse seen online about the surge in general. But the key takeaways for me are that even in cases where it seems like the underlying data behind an online visualization are under lock and key, so to speak, there is almost always a way to unlock those data 
with a little ingenuity and the power of the R community. And those are your R Weekly highlights for today. Wolfram, as usual, has provided an awesome issue. And of course, that's not even to mention all the great work he does behind the scenes to make all this possible for us. And in this particular issue, it includes an exploration on the unexpected spike in GameStop stock prices earlier this year, a clever tutorial on using the awk command combined with R to efficiently process a large set of CSV files, and some great additions to our video section, including all the recordings from the recent Cascadia R conference, as well as a recording of my latest Shiny Developer Series live stream, where I released my fun Shiny Cal app to the world. As I've mentioned many times before, R Weekly is driven by the R community and for the R community, and we always welcome your feedback and all of your submissions of the great stories and resources you're finding online, taking R to the next level, or great uses of R in the real world. You can find all the details from contributing right at the top of rweekly.org. I would definitely have that bookmarked if I were you, because there is always great stories, both in these released issues, as well as the live feed where you see are great sources of information updating their particular blogs or other resources online in near real time. Have a fantastic week, and we will be back with another batch of our weekly highlights next week.